Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. At the end of each podcast episode, I'm going to recommend a podcast that somehow or another ties into this episode. So please listen to the whole episode of the podcast because I guarantee you, Podcast I recommend you're going to love. For this episode, I recommend that you have a bottle of champagne next to you because I am talking to a young lady who is an SEO expert, a creative marketer, a mother. When it comes to recipes, she's got plenty, and she always has a spoonful of strategy to help you out. On this episode of Conversations with Rich Bennett, I am talking to Kelly Mann. And you may have heard of her website, Champagne in a Sippy Cup. So pop that bubbly and fill up the sippy cup and enjoy the conversation. Coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios, Harford County Living presents Conversations with Rich Bennett. Come on. You're faster than me. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh man, you already said it. I was gonna ask her. She remembered the date. Sitting here today with a young lady who I was told I'm gonna say a couple of years ago uh, to get on because she started a blog and a lifestyle blog, right? Mm-hmm. And I finally reached out to her and and right away i I was shocked you're like god i love to uh but i have kelly mann on who owns an seo company but also does a very interesting blog tiktok reels no is that instagram reels instagram reels instagram reels or i can't i always get them confused uh called champagne in a sippy cup which i love it when i saw that i was like freaking brilliant <laughs> i'm sure i know how you came up with the name what with your first one because you got I, what two daughters right i have two girls and i started after my first daughter was born mostly as a way as like a creative outlet right i didn't have a creative outlet all of my work was so cut and dry that it wasn't fun um and i was like you know I like to go out and do fun things. I want to have a good time. I know other moms want to. And so that's kind of like the champagne part of it, like everyday luxuries mm-hmm. with a kid, you know, the sippy cup in tow. You know, regularly we would take her places and there'd be 
glass of champagne on the table and a baby bottle right next to it. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Like, out to dinner. You know, we took her everywhere. Our kids, they've gone. Oh, I thought you meant the venue had that there for you. Oh, no, no, no. No, we would go out to eat. We would go out to eat. We would go anywhere. And that would just be... That was our I was life. Say, show me the bars where you could find a glass of champagne, <laughs> a beer mug, or whatever, and a sippy cup right next I to it. I probably have some pictures that my husband and I took when you know when she was really little, and we right. would go out, and it would be it would be our whole table of dinner and bottle of wine, glasses of whatever we were drinking, and then bottle bottle of milk or a sippy cup right there in the mix of things. <laughs> well, I think what attracted it to me first was the recipes. Okay. Because you were doing recipes on there, but I haven't seen any recipes lately. I've done a few sprinkled in there, but not as heavy as I okay. used to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is this why does it always come around to food when I do these podcasts? Um, <laughs> but are these recipes that you came up with or found elsewhere? For the so my husband is a chef. Oh really? Um, and well, he calls himself a retired chef now. Um, <laughs> he he does food sales, but you know when that's how him and I met. And a lot of the times, that's what we do at home. We'll play around in the kitchen and we'll just come up with things or, you know, we'll scroll through recipe books and all these cookbooks and we'll say, okay, well, I like this, but I don't like this. And we'll take inspiration from 15 different dishes and sort of make it what we like, you know, based on what we like to eat, what our kids are going to like. We don't cook anything that our kids aren't going to eat because that doesn't make sense. And I'm not making more than one dinner a night. Thank you. No, they eat what is on the table. Now, I will say we'll deconstruct things. So, like, if we do tacos, they won't eat a whole taco with all the stuff inside, but they'll eat everything separate. Or they could always make a taco salad, too. I do that a lot of times, too. That's how I usually do it. But we, you know, we're my husband and I are very adamant about they eat what we give them. And also, it gets them way more, like, interested in food. Mm -hmm. And their palate is awesome. My oldest, her favorite thing is like, I don't know, calamari and scallops. Get at it. Wait a minute. How old's your oldest? She's five. And that's one of her favorites? Yeah. She loves seafood, any kind of seafood. My youngest will eat any kind of pork product. (laughs) Wait a minute. All right. What did I do wrong? (laughs) Will they eat anything that's got a bone in it? Like... uh, whether I like don't know pork or- chops, chicken, or whatever. <laughs> oh, they um. So my oldest loves chicken wings. She will eat wings all day, and my youngest will devour a pork chop. <laughs> Have them come to my and talk to my daughter. <laughs> she used to love stuff like that, but now she won't touch anything. If it's funny, I have a lot of moms them. that'll that'll comment or send me a message, and they'll say, "Oh, my kid would never eat that," or "Why does it, like how do your kids eat this stuff?" We don't really give them a choice, but we right. also Kind of let them figure it out. Obviously, oh, you have to, yeah. if they don't like it, we're not going to force them to eat it. Like, they're not going to sit down and eat steak. They don't, neither of them love steak. So we just don't cook a lot of it. But we'll make pork tenderloin, pork chops, ham. I mean, they love pork stuff and right. chicken. And it. I and was, that could change as they get older, and too. And it has so much. Um, both of them have developed so differently Mm -hmm. from the time you know when we first started introducing solid foods in general so it's kind of crazy we went through a chicken nugget phase and we're kind of still in it with my youngest (laughs) i think everybody goes through everyone does and we're we're really in that right now my youngest she just turned three oh wow and she will eat anything in front of her 
everyone jokes she's like a tank. <laughs> she really just loves food, but right now it's a lot of chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese and spaghetti. Oh wow! But, uh, I mean, they're kids. They're gonna yeah. They're gonna go through. Yeah, that. but it's weird because I have like my nephew greens. Forget about it. And I think I don't even think he'll eat steak or like chicken. He'll eat chicken nuggets. Of course, that's not. But real he's chicken a very in picky. <laughs> yeah, very picky eater. But the, the one that gets me is no greens. Even if you make a smoothie out of it, he won't touch it. I think that's. It, I feel like a lot of greens though are almost kind of bitter, and that's why kids don't like it. Yeah, that's, yeah. I will say my girls they love broccoli. Love broccoli. But don't give them any other greens. They're not going to eat spinach. They're not going to eat, eat kale. kale. Oh. They're not going to do like, they're really not into that. But they'll do broccoli and peas as long as they, as long as they are straight out of my mom's garden. They really? Will sit, they will sit in the dirt and pick peas right off the vine and eat them right straight from the pod. They take them out of the pod mm-hmm. and eat them? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. My mom has a huge garden and she has pretty much ingrained in my sister and I and now all the grandkids that you just pick peas in the summer and eat them straight out from the garden. <laughs> all right. So, and if my wife or daughter listen to me, they're going to kill, listen to this, they're going to kill me. Do you ever trick them and cook something you know, such as deer and not tell them what it is until they try it? Um, No. So I'm the evil one? <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> yeah, Rich, you're evil. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Like, we'll tell, you know, we don't trick them, but we don't, maybe we're not always as forthcoming. Okay. So my oldest loves meatballs. Loves meatballs. And for the longest time, we would just cut them up. And so she wouldn't, like, see them necessarily. So we started doing that with, like, burger patties. We would have hamburgers, and we'd give we'd cook one for her, and then we just cut up like, oh, it's a meatball, and she would eat it. It's the same thing essentially. It's like, yeah, like one's round and one's flat. <laughs> well, it's like because when I cook stuff with deer, whether it's spaghetti with meat sauce, burgers, chili, whatever, they love it. But if I tell them it's deer, they won't touch it. That's just a mentality thing. At yeah. That point. Well, exactly. I, get it. I would be the same way. Hundred uh, percent. Well, what's the difference? Never mind. We ain't going to get into that. Never mind. All right. So <laughs> you're doing the recipes, fashion, lifestyle. God, what else am I missing on there? I try to cover, you know, everything. I, just because I know I'm not the only, like, late 20s, early 30s mom that I'm right. going to relate to. Recipes your kids are going to eat, like, easy, everyday looks that are mom-appropriate. And that are just easy for like playing on the floor or running errands or whatever you need to do. And then, you know, just the stuff that every mom does, like folding laundry and doing right. the dishes. And, you know, like it just the everyday like little nuances. Like, I feel like I feel like I cover it all some, at some point. Well, I think, I think the, what I like about it is because you say you started with your firstborn. You're having fun doing it. Yeah. And I'm sure, well, as your the oldest got older, the oldest got older, because <laughs> um, there was one video where she's dancing with you or whatever. Yeah, she so loves it's like, it. Yeah, it's, it's keeping the kids active. 
and keeping you sane, <laughs> so which is always a plus. And I've connected with a lot of really cool moms right. from it, and I think that's that was part of why I started it in the first place. I worked from home, I had a newborn baby, and I didn't like really go out and do anything much. Yeah. And where we lived at the time, we didn't have like a huge neighborhood or big community that I could get involved in. Um, so I found it online and I kind of made it what I wanted it to be. You know, it, the moms I talked to are like, oh, thank God you posted about hating to like play Barbies because I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm like, or the fact that your house isn't perfect all the time. Like, right. You're going like the background, it's all part of life. you're going to see it trashed. Yeah. I mean, I have two little girls work. My husband and I both work full time. Something's not getting done. Now, are you still working from home? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Oh, wait, back to your husband a minute. So he went from chef to doing food sales? Food sales. Why? I thought people that get into being a chef love it. Unless they run several restaurants. Yeah, um, I think it was just COVID was a big deciding factor. In oh, that. so it's recently. Recently. Okay. Um, yeah, he was a chef for over 15 years from... And everywhere. He ran three restaurants down in Fed Hill. He ran the Belvedere Hotel for a while in Baltimore. He worked up here in Bel Air for a while. I mean, he's bounced around um, all over. Really cool jobs, really great experiences. But when COVID hit, everything shut down. And that was sort of like our wake-up call of, oh, why don't we explore another option? And he's always kind of been interested more in the the budget and like the back-end business side mm-hmm. of restaurants more so than you know probably being, more being time on at the home line. now too he's home all the time which is great he's home for dinner and bedtime and it's you know he helps get the girls ready for school in the morning it's awesome that, see that's one thing i never understood with because i love cooking and people told me i should, should become a chef but <laughs> talking to friends of mine and seeing you know all these chefs it's the time they don't they don't have a family life, it seems like. The hours are really long. When I will say when he was working down in the city, he would leave the house around 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning so he could go open up the restaurant for lunch. Okay, so they didn't have breakfast. No, they were okay. all – They a lot of them – when he was down in the city, no one had breakfast. It was usually open around 11 for lunch. Okay. And more of like the bar scene type thing. Um but still probably late nights. He There were a lot of nights that he would get home at like 11.30 or midnight even. Oh, it, they were just long days. That's over 12 hours a day. Yep. How many days a week? <laughs> um, usually five. There was there was a month. And we still talk about it. <laughs> That's how, <laughs> like, it was, it was awful. Um, there was a month where he worked an entire month without a single day off. They were very short-staffed. And it was long. God. It was awful. It's amazing he kept he kept his sanity. Yeah. Because I, I would have been bouncing off the walls. And I think that was also part of it. He wasn't, when he was home, he was asleep or he was resting or he was just so exhausted. Right. That he didn't want to miss out on time with the girls while they were little. And he didn't want to like have to miss going to dance recitals or... You That's know, good. spend time at the pool during the summer. You just kind yeah. of be like around while they're growing up, especially, you know, he just got into sales. So five and three, 
he's still going to see and be around for all of like the yep. big things. He'll be there, you know. And now he could come home, cook dinner, and have them be his sous chef. They love it. And we cook, I figured they would. <laughs> the four, I will say the four of us cook dinner together more times than not. Wow. And it's fun. You know, the girls, they do what they can or what they want to do to help. And right. We just have a good time doing it. Now, does he grill? Does he barbecue? Oh, yeah. Do they, do they like helping him with that? No. Um, only because we're a little cautious <laughs> letting them around the open Okay, well, here. yeah, that's, yeah, that uh, makes and sense. And so I think they're, they're just sort of ingrained that they just don't get too close to the grill. They'll okay. help us prep everything and they'll... Which they'll, is always a fun part, too. Yeah, and they'll tell us what they want to eat. <laughs> um, but, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We're... Food runs deep. Chicken nuggets? No. No, they, you know, mostly pork chops in the summer for them. Like, we'll do steak for us or chicken or whatever. Right. They really like, um, we'll do Greek food a lot. A lot of, like, Greek sort of chicken on the grill. Like, like kebabs and stuff like that. They're all about it. Oh, man. That's one thing I have. I got to try some different Greek dishes on the grill. It's, I haven't yet. It's fun. I mean, I've done kebabs, but I mean, I want to go like, yeah, do some really different thing. I've never even done because I know a lot of your God. You're gonna yell at me if I pronounce it wrong. <laughs> Heroes, gyros, whatever it is, has lamb in it. Yeah, but I've never done lamb on the grill yet. I don't I think wanna... we have either. Well, I mean, my husband has. I haven't. Um, just because the girls don't really like it. Okay. And so we're not usually when you buy lamb from the store, it's like a bunch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we either divide it up or we just cook it, and then the girls won't eat it. So we don't do. We haven't gotten like too crazy experimental, right? <laughs> um, but I think until they get older, well, a little bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Once they do get older, you know, they're they're getting a little bit more adventurous and they want to try new things. And right, like last night at dinner, or I guess maybe two nights ago, my oldest goes, you know, I think I want to try tofu. Huh? And I'm like, oh, okay. I've never had tofu. I love tofu. I I just can't, I really just can't think of a time when I've ever had it except for maybe in like soup or something. Right. And of course, then Brian, my husband, he's sitting there. He's like, awesome. I love it. Uh, he's like, let's cook it. She was playing a game like on her tablet or something. And they were, she made tofu. I'm like, we can, sure. Wow. <laughs> Did she like it? We haven't made it yet. Oh, you haven't um, done it yet. No, we haven't tried it. But, you know, when especially when things like that come up and she's like, I really want to try it, then absolutely, we're all about it. So if people, when I tell people I love tofu, they look at me like I'm weird. And, God, I'll never forget, we, because I love, we love cooking out all the mm-hmm. time. And we did a big thing for my son. So his mother came over and she's, at the time, I think she was vegan. I think now she's a vegetarian. I can't remember. <laughs> so I figured I'd be nice. I got some tofu, and I was going to smoke it. Oh. And, I, of course, I, you know, get it all dry, get all the water out, and then seasoned it, let it sit for a while, and then I put it on the smoker. Oh, my God, that was good. I really? Am, That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always love experimenting. I would have never thought to smoke tofu. A lot of people don't. I, mean, I don't know why you can't treat it. You treat you like smoke any practically other, anything, so you, and you, tr- you treat tofu just like any other protein. Yeah. So why would? Yeah. Oh, you, you got to try it. I mean, it's yeah, that would be fun. 
when I tell people about how I did um a what was it? Oh, a bacon bourbon pumpkin pie Ooh. on the smoker. And they're like, Ooh. what? It's like, well, yeah. You know, I started off on the grill, get that high heat, and then yeah. just finish smoking it. But Huh. That it, sounds really good. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was. I think I got one piece because the other guys just dug into it. <laughs> and also. So champagne in a sippy cup. I mean, how's the following? Because I know with your website, you usually get more followers than you will on social media, depending. But... I mean, how how is it with the West? You getting a lot of hits with that, especially since you do SEO. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say it's one of those things where if you do it for other people, then it kind of falls off on your own end. Um, That's true, yeah. and and it's I just I get more traction through Instagram and social media where I don't do as much on my actual website as I used to. Um, I still get a lot of hits and every month, you know, I'll go through my analytics and I'll see, and it's always blog posts from like two years ago that are bringing in like hundreds of people. Cause it's still month. relevant. It is. And you know, when, especially when you use the right keywords and you mm-hmm. have, you know, what people are actually searching for, it's going to come up no matter how old it is. That's why I always tell people that having a website, even if you're not posting something like every day or every week, even monthly, just keeping it updated with fresh content is going to keep it findable. <laughs> well, and that's the one good thing with, you know, with champagne and sippy cup, everything you have on there is relevant. I don't care if it's 10 years old, 20 years old or new, it, it it's good stuff, you know, whether it be the recipes, whether it be the fashion, uh, the lifestyle or whatever. And it just, I, you know, I think people, what was it? You posted something recently too. Uh, maybe it was Amanda that told me, Amanda Moats. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I forget the name of the stu- the service she uses, but you do that as well for the fashion, right? It, um, God, what's the name of it? Oh, I do like to know it. Huh? Like to know it. Is that the. Is that what it is? Where I guess you. Um... Oh, jeez. Do they they send you clothes and you try them? No. No, it wasn't that. Okay. Then. What is Like to Know It? So Like to Know It is a platform where I can share. It's I get commission links off of things so that I share. Um, so if I really like the girl's new sippy cup I get from Target, I can go on to Like to Know It. I can share on the platform. Okay. And then I can make a commission off of that when people buy something using the link that I share. What was something you posted about? Stick something? Stick it, stick. Oh, this is gonna bug me. Yeah, maybe I'm getting you confu- getting that one confused with Amanda though. But anyways, Amanda's really huge on Poshmark. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, about. yeah, she's phenomenal with that. It's oh, amazing. I mean, it's because the things the, that she does are incredible. <laughs> yeah, I wish some guys would start putting out some fashion things because <laughs> I mean, between you and Amanda, it's like really. Can't you guys get your husbands to do stuff? <laughs> I mean, I'm tired of my kids telling me, Dad, you're dressed like a dad. Well, I'm a dad, first of all. So Yeah, I think my, that's all my husband would do. He'd be like, you know, jeans and a polo or jeans and a long sleeve T-shirt or something. Yeah, that's, thank you. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. I mean, <laughs> got to be able to, got to be comfortable for grilling, got to be comfortable for mowing the lawn, you know, whether you have the... Well, he's young, so he probably doesn't have the white New Balance shoes, <laughs> the jean shorts. So. 
get those four oh nines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell everybody the website real quick. First of all, for for champ. Uh, although I think I'm telling everybody, champagne in the sippy cup. Champagne And you're on Instagram, TikTok, and all that, right? I'm I'm not I'm not really on TikTok. Okay. Um, that's the one. Tra- that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one platform where I don't know if I just like didn't get it right away right. but i have way better luck with reels on instagram and that's what works for me and that's kind of my wheelhouse i don't i don't branch out too much that's good though at least you're this way you're focused on one yeah i feel like if i were trying to split my time between the two or even like just reshare videos it wouldn't be as effective yeah because i feel like things that are on tiktok maybe trend earlier than they do then they come over to instagram Right. Um, and for what you do, it's perfect. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to be on TikTok. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so the SEO, what's the name of the company for the SEO? So technically, it's just kellyman.com. Oh, that's easy but, to remember. M-A-H-O-N. Okay. But Instagram is a spoonful of strategy. And that kind of snowballed out of a mastermind that I did I was in it with Amanda and okay. with um, Krista Dempsher. Yeah. Mother one I had on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I did one of her um, like business workshop masterminds mm-hmm. forever ago. And it ju- as we sort of were talking about it, everyone was like, oh, you're like the Mary Poppins of SEO or like, <laughs> you know, because I was explaining things in a way that were just easy and fun. And like, right. it doesn't have to be this like daunting thing that everyone is like scared to do so then you know instead of a spoonful of sugar a spoonful of strategy sort of like, like that. out of that and that's an instagram page yes okay so what's the website kelly now how do you spell kelly <laughs> k-e-l-l-i-e okay so it's k-e-l-l-i-e-m-a-h-o-n.com yes okay god you know what you just gave me an idea that's something we that we should do is you krista amanda and Julia, who am I missing? Out of... I don't know. Just get you all on for one podcast. I, I probably won't get a word in, but that's <laughs> okay. Not. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> because the the things that you guys do, it, it's amazing. And, and especially, I mean, God, Amanda's just... And Krista, and with what you're doing, I just love the, the idea with the kids. And to, if Julia was here, she would back me up on this. It's a positive approach, or not positive approach, it's positive for other mothers out there. Yeah. Which is very big because a lot of mothers have a hard time, especially when they have their firstborn. It is hard. I mean, I, I don't think it gets any, I don't think it gets any easier, to be honest. Especially with two girls. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, not to scare you, but it doesn't. <laughs> I was going to say, my husband blames all of his gray hair that's coming in on the girls. Well, you see mine, I have none. That's, mm. Um. I don't think it gets easier, but it's more of like, there's like a learning curve to it. Yeah. And you kind of have to take things in stride, which I think is a part, it was a big learning curve for me. Um, I, you know, how I pictured things in my mind, nine out of 10 times, not how it goes in real right. life. Um, and I think, you know, just kind of sharing like the good, bad, and the ugly of everyday motherhood other moms need to see that more or less just for solidarity. Yeah. You know, like, yes, my kid is going to throw an epic tantrum in the grocery store. 
The other one might be singing her heart out, you know, doing her own little thing, <laughs> ballet yep. down the aisle, while the other one's mad that she didn't get a Reese's cup. You know what I mean? I think there's every mom deals with it. Yeah. It's it, just not, you know, you just don't see everybody posting that as much. It's you see a lot of that like the highlight reel of Instagram and the organized home and the everything. I'm like, no, you're not going to get any of that with me. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, too, as the kids get older, and I'll see it now because my, my youngest is 20, and I miss those things. Her throwing the tantrums in the store <laughs> and all that because, well, you know, she went at Oreos. Dad's a sucker. He would break down and get the Oreos. It mm-hmm. just means that dad would get some Oreos too. But <laughs> I mean, it's be a thing with fathers and getting them candy because my husband's a big Reese's Cup fan. <laughs> it, it's the girls. It is. It's it. The, you know, they're our princess. They have and, su- like I will say, my husband and both the girls. They have such cool relationships, and mm-hmm. the way he is with both of them is very different. But it's like it's true. A father-daughter bond is like very secret. <laughs> Let him know now, because I looked for years. I could not find a convent to put my daughter into. They weren't out there. I I, I know they got to be out there, but I could maybe I just couldn't find one that would take her. <laughs> Who knows? That's funny. But yeah, warn him about that. And I don't know what his rule is, but when they're old enough to start dating. My rule is, and he'll, he'll probably agree with this, you want to take my daughter out, you better come to the door and ask my permission first. Otherwise, forget it. Yeah. I think, you know, he always says having two girls is a bit of karma to him because he was a little, he was a wild child. Um, and so I think that he, uh, he's he been on the other end of, <laughs> other end of the door. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I, I think he, he's like, he knows all the tricks in the book. So and I'm sure it's probably going to be one of your rules too. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So I think I think uh, you don't have to worry about my husband, boy. You better worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> I think between the two of us, and just you know, the girls having a little, just them knowing how right. they should be treated too. You know, we we try to make it very clear, even now when they're little. You know how how they should be treated just by other people, and that's good. We, we don't do boys yet. <laughs> well, no, the oldest cuties. one's only what five. They have cuties right now. Um, was it was that movie um, with Bobby Boucher, where his mother kept saying girls are the devil, but no, just tell them the boys are the devil. <laughs> They're evil. Um, oh, you're talking to the wrong person about movie references. I, I'm never seen the. Oh, you gotta watch the Water Boy with Adam Sandler. I probably might have seen that. Um, my. One of my biggest flaws is starting a movie and falling asleep five minutes into it. <laughs> That's, do you read? Or I, say, read I read obsessively. Really? Yeah. See, I now have, I have my Kindle in my bag right here next to me. I'm the opposite. I can't, I'll start reading and I'm like, I'm out. But I got away from reading for a little bit. And I think it's one of those things that as a mom, you kind of let some of your hobbies go by the wayside mm-hmm. just because you have so many other things to do that reading was one of them. I couldn't sit down for even 15 minutes to read for read a little bit. It was always like, go do something or someone needs a snack or, right. you know, whatever the case is, I, you're just busy. So I really have started this year. I set a goal for myself to read 52 books. That's like a book a week. And a lot of my girlfriends have like 
hundreds of books under their belt by the end of the year. It's amazing how they do it. Um, but I just don't watch as much TV at night anymore. Instead of like winding down with just like a mindless TV show, I'll read for a little bit. Wait a minute. So are you the type that can read more than one book at a time? No. Okay. I don't know how. No, but People another. Um, oh, this isn't toxic, but it just means a lot of late nights. When I start a book, I read it until I'm done. So, like, so I take it you don't <laughs> read a lot of novels. Um, I used to, but that those were a little bit longer. Okay. Know, it took a couple days. Yeah, but now I'll read. You know, one of those short, like Colleen Hoover books. They're huge right now. Um, yeah, I had no idea who she is. So so. She. <laughs> Yeah, she's her books are fantastic. Um, they just they're they're easy reads. Um, Okay, you know they suck you in right from the first chapter or so, and I can read a whole one in like four and a half hours. Wow! So I just have to start it before ten o'clock at night. (laughs) I cannot. I mean, I've I've tried that. If it's a small book, I can. Yeah, I mean they're not anything crazy long. Um, There's a lot of good books out there that I'm missing. There are. There are. so many good books. I work at the library a lot in Bel Air in the morning right. while my girls are at school. Um, since they're only in school half days, I don't drive all the way home and then go pick them up. So I'll sit there at the library, work for a couple hours, and then, of course, I inevitably wander around looking for a book or two to read. Right. <laughs> now, do you have a favorite author? Um, I am like a true classic literature buff. <laughs> really? My degree is actually in literature. What? <laughs> yeah. So I know it, I went all over the place, but I, Jane Austen, it will forever wow. be like my all time favorite. Wow. Yeah. Forever a favorite. Holy cow. So, all right. You, so you have a degree in literature. Yes. So where'd you go to college at? I went, I graduated from Towson. Okay. Yeah. I spent most of my college years at Temple, and then I changed my major, and I ended up graduating from Towson. <laughs> so why a degree in literature? I have always loved English, writing, and reading, and very, very fascinated with it. Um, and it just, that's what made sense to me at the time. Okay, so you write the blog. When you Have you started on a book yet? <laughs> no. Um, why not? Well, it comes down to, you know, only so many hours in a day. (laughs) But I will say that's always been something I have kind of thrown around and Mm -hmm. thought about. But getting getting a topic and figuring out what I'm truly passionate about that I could turn into something that other people would also want to read is kind of where I just haven't poured enough of my energy into yet. Don't look at it that way. Write something that you would love to read. I know, right? Because if you're going to love to read it, right. But seriously, if you love to read it, other people are going to love to read it. Did you think that when you started the blog? I don't know. Honestly, I don't really know. Because if you go back, and I don't recommend this, to be honest. If you go back and look at some of my, like, very, very early blog posts, they were, they weren't, like, my best work. They right. were They were kind of all over the place. And it was sort of like, I was figuring out where I wanted to be in like an online space. I didn't really know. I started out, maybe I was like, maybe I'll do like home decor, like hacks and tips and tricks because we had just Mm -hmm. moved into our house. And I'm like, well, I don't want to spend a ton of money on decorating with babies. So I'm going to do things easy. 
And so I did a lot of like DIY projects and there's things, you know, on my blog about like DIY projects and mm-hmm. they're not great, but they're, they worked. <laughs> um, and then there were like some easy <laughs> recipes and there were some, you know, a lot of the things that I got a lot of traction on right from the start were posts about motherhood and sort of like the nitty gritty yeah. about motherhood. Um, you know, a lot of moms fall into that sort of comparison trap. Everyone does. Yeah. Not, not just moms, but, you know, everyone does. You see the mom with the perfectly polished hair and her nails are done and the kids look like they walked out of like the Gap magazine. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, everybody looks together. Yeah. And that's all you see. You don't know anything. It might have taken her five hours that morning to like wrangle them into like a pair of pants. You know, you don't know like the whole backstory, but right. you see that and you're like, I'm wearing yesterday's leggings and my kids might have mac and cheese in their hair. Like, you know what I mean? Like you see that and you're like, well, why, why can't I have that? And it's super dangerous. Yeah. Cause then you don't appreciate the everyday little things like, okay, my kid doesn't have everything, you know, together. I don't have everything together. (laughs) And that mom probably doesn't either. So you can't, you know, you can't compare apples to oranges. That's true. I mean, it's, and a lot of people see that, like you said, with the gap and everything, and that's what they want right away. They say, I can have that. No, because if you do, you're going to be missing out on a lot. Yeah. You know, cherish that time, especially when they're little, mm-hmm. because they grow up very fast. I mean, Too I will fast. say, I, you know, I do like my girls to look presentable when we go out, but my oldest likes to dress herself now. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes... It's awesome, and sometimes You're she like, gets what? very creative. <laughs> yeah, she's very, very creative outfits. <laughs> My daughter was the same way. And but like she, I'm like, do you like your outfit? She goes, yeah, I picked it out. She goes, I look great. I'm like, then you go, like wear yeah. that, rock it. Like if you're comfortable and she is confident. I mean, she's five. I don't want her to ever like not be confident. You don't want, I was, yeah, you don't want to knock down her confidence. Absolutely not. All. So if she's comfortable and she's happy. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you need to write a book about all this. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, well, I just feel like there's so many different things that that moms kind of fall into. Like, okay, well, I don't make dinner every night. Okay, that's fine. You may be doing something else, or maybe mm-hmm. you're like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's it's every aspect, and not just moms. I mean, everyone does it. Oh yeah. Everyone in any stage of life or industry or anything get sucked into comparing themselves like their peers or someone they see on the internet. <laughs> I I was the same way, seriously, when I was younger. And I just, I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm doing what I want to do. As long as I can make everybody in the family happy, then I'm happy. And one of the things I learned, because I was very negative too, always watching the news and all mm-hmm. that. And that's one of the things I, I learned to do was to align myself with positivity and just look at everything. And this is something I've always told my daughter because you know how kids can be there. Well, this person's really mean. And I said, well, there's got to be something good. Everybody's got something good about them. It's funny. We just had that conversation with our oldest. She's mm-hmm. in kindergarten and she has her little core group of girlfriends and they are the best like they're the sweetest girls but of course they're five-year-old girls right. they're going to like have you know what five-year-old girls do like they're gonna obviously have their differences and differences of opinions and 
they're all very opinionated mm-hmm. at five years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait till they become teenagers. Oh, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> Middle school especially. <laughs> oh, I'm dreading that a little bit. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, I was in middle school. I remember it. I My middle school years were awful. And I think I, I just, I didn't, I didn't have like, all of my friends were older. Right. So they were all in the age, they were all in the grade or two older than me. So in my own class, I didn't have that core group of friends that like I was in school with every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that she has it. But the other day she goes, you know, so-and-so wasn't very nice and, you know, said some mean things to this other girl. And I'm like, well, that's going to happen. I'm yeah. like, and I asked her, I said, so what did you do? And she goes, well, I tried to give them both hugs. And I'm like, well, that's, oh. I'm like, that's <laughs> great. I'm like, that's, you know, but I told her, I said, you know, maybe next time don't go right for the hug. But like, I also don't, not that that's a bad thing, but I don't, you know, I'm like, make sure that you're kind to everybody. Yeah. Make sure that you are not like, don't take sides. That's not fair to any of your friends. I'm like, and if someone's not being kind, then you show them how to be kind. Mm -hmm. Like you lead by example. Don't fall into like not being kind or making fun of other kids you be nice. You love everybody. Even if they're not your best friend, like, that's fine. But you still have to be kind and love on them. Yeah. Because I, you never know. Like, you never know maybe the kid's having a bad day. You never know what's going on maybe at home or they're just exactly. off. Like, we have off days. And I think so many times we forget that, like, kids have off days, too. They're allowed to just kind of, like, be in a funk sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to handle that like adults do. Most adults don't know how to handle it. <laughs> I was going to say there are a ton of adults out there that still don't know how to handle it. Yeah, so it. I told her, I was like, you know, sometimes I'm in a bad mood. Sometimes you're in a bad mood. So maybe one of your friends is in a bad mood, but you just go on with your day. You be nice. You be kind. You share. You play together. Like, you know, do what you're supposed to do. And that's all you can do. And if she can keep that as she gets older, it can, it could change somebody else's life completely. It could actually even save somebody's life. And and I've had that happen with me. And a young lady, well, I won't say young lady, but anyways, um, where was it? We were at social, I can't remember now. And as we're leaving, ladies asked me, or checking out, she goes, Do you find everything? I said, No. (laughs) Just like that. She looked at me, she goes, I'm sorry. uh, What can we help you find? I, I took off my hand. I said, My hair. I had not been able, and she just lost it. She cracked up. I went in the, a couple days later, I think it was, or a week later or whatever, and saw her again, mm-hmm. and she goes, oh, my God, I got to thank you. I said, oh, for what? She goes, you came in, you made me laugh. She goes, and believe it or not, I was seriously thinking about going home and ending that, ending everything that day. Oh, my god! Because I, I was just so depressed, and I was like, oh, God, no. I said, don't ever do that. No. So you, there's always. So you never know how, like even just like a smile or a wave or anything, you never know how that's going to just impact. It could change somebody's day. I mean, big time, and a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, that's one of the things I hate about social media now. Even though I'm on it all the time, all the keyboard warriors out there, you know, they'll say all this negative stuff. You see them in person, you bring it up. Oh no, I don't remember that. Right. Everyone yeah, can hide okay. behind a keyboard. Uh-huh. It's 
It's tricky. And I will say that was one of the things I had to get over quickly if I wanted to be active on social media. People, I get messages now still like, oh, you're always on. Like, what do your kids think? Like, you don't give them any privacy. I'm like, are you serious? And it's just, you know, it's random things like that about like you're not giving them a choice of whether they want to be on social media or you're showing their faces and it's their privacy. And like. I understand, you know, people don't want to share their kids on social media. That is fine. That is like their That's call. their decision. And I respect that 100%. Yeah. I can't post pictures of my best friend's baby because she just doesn't want it blasted right. everywhere. And that's fine. And I respect it 100%. But they're my kids. Yeah. My husband and I were like, you know what? There are kids. And if they want to do it, then let them do it. Yeah. I mean, it's... Now, granted, we're not letting my five-year-old start her own YouTube channel. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> she wants to. Does she really? <laughs> oh, it's the cutest thing. And it's, uh, you know, it's obviously she watches me, you know, on social media all the time and stuff. And she has a camera and she records herself making videos all the time. It is so cute. You know what you do? Just create a little website for her mm -hmm. that you can keep private. And so she actually has an Instagram page. Oh, does she? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we... During COVID, we all cooked and baked a lot, and she was really into it. And I was like, well, maybe that'll just be something to do, me not knowing that. My right. work was going to be, like, busier than ever during COVID. Um, the SEO work. Yeah. Okay. I was busier than ever. Um, you know, we started one about the stuff, her, just her in the kitchen, like, her what she cooked, what she baked, like, what she was doing. And it was always just, like, a secondary thing. And I don't think I've touched it in, like, a year at this point. But, you know, if she ever wanted to get on that, it's technically hers. Yeah. To have, um, you know, obviously with very strict parental guidance. <laughs> but you and even then, you, you can still restrict it if who can see it and who can't. 100%. Can. I think it's public right now, and all it is is her, like, holding some cupcakes or some bread or just like oh, cooking, you know, Her, they like to make pasta. So, you know, they'll make pasta and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just fun little like hobby thing. Um, but yeah, she, she really, her personality is larger than life. So I would be very, I'll be surprised if she doesn't do something more public. Oh my God. She's going to end up being an influencer by the time she's 13. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but she, she really does. She loves people and that's awesome though. She likes talking to people and it's always so funny. We always call her our little grandmother because she is just such an old soul. And oh, she, you should have brought her with you. I should have. She would have been a hoot. <laughs> hmm. uh, maybe kids episode here in the future. Yeah. <laughs> she really, I mean, she's just, comical it's her and i've had some of the best conversations and they're i'm dying laughing by the I, end. I i one of the things i do love watching and we were sitting down at dinner last night and my daughter started showing us these tiktok videos and the baby's laughing oh yeah oh my god i you just can't <laughs> stop watching them they're hilarious they're laugh. infectious they yes. totally are yeah, and then I'll start laughing. I don't even know what the hell the baby's laughing at, <laughs> but just watching the baby laugh gets me laughing, and I'm rolling. It's like, oh, jeez. Um, oh, God, I got to look at the time here because I know you got to be 11. Okay, so before the SEO, before the kids, what was Kelly doing before all that? Wow. Um <laughs> 
Life before kids, what is that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was five years, or six years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, more than that. She'll be, my oldest will be six in May. Seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, right, my husband and I met, and pretty much right after we met, I moved to Texas. <laughs> to Texas? Yeah. I wanted okay. A, I wanted a change of pace, and I lived there for a year, and I had the best time. That's a big change of pace. Yeah. What part of Texas? Austin. Oh, okay. It was right before... And I always hate saying this because I feel, you know, everyone started migrating to Austin, like, mm-hmm. after I left. Like, I got there, <laughs> and literally, like, they were just building apartments left and right, and, like, the sky was just littered with really? rains. It was nonsense. Like, it's oh, like they wow. knew people were, like, migrating there. Um, but so many people go to yeah. UT and never leave. So there's people, you know, that I worked with who were from, like, Colorado and Louisiana and, like, all over who went to University of Texas and never left just never left ever wow um it's really cool but that's actually how I got started in marketing um out in Texas mm -hmm. okay I started working for a it was like a healthcare tech company that built websites for independently owned pharmacies huh yeah, so all, like, the mom-and-pop pharmacies that you see that aren't, like, CVS or Walgreens, and they're all independently owned, like, we built websites for them. Are there, are there that many out there? <laughs> More than you would think. Wow. Um, and it's, it is slowly a dying industry because yeah. the big box stores are taking over. But, um, yeah, it was really cool. And that's kind of how I got started in copywriting online. I wrote all the website content for these pharmacies and kind of got I got into the design aspect of things um and then when I moved back up here to Maryland mostly because flights were expensive back and forth and Brian and I flew back and forth way too much for it to be you know yeah them long distance love affair love affairs I'm sorry (laughs) those long long it's a song those long distance long distance romances can be very costly at times yeah so I moved back um And then I started working for a really small agency in, like, the Towson area. Mm -hmm. Um, And, again, it was, like, a very – it was, like, three people who worked there, and we did marketing. Oh, this is a small agency. We did, like, marketing and websites for, you know, other small local businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I got into writing and SEO the most. Um, you know, we would do weekly blog posts for the clients, and it was my job to optimize them for the website and get them on the website and all of that stuff, you know, find images, the whole nine. Um, and so that's where that's where I really got into that. And then after I had my oldest, Caroline, mm-hmm. I, oh, I love that name. I stopped working for a little bit in general because I wasn't kind of at a crossroads of like, oh, what do I want to do? And I have a new baby. So I right. just stayed home for a couple months. Um, and one of my friends was a marketing director for a really big, uh, like pain management corporation company out of Bethesda. Okay. They have like 50 different locations. <laughs> oh, wow. It, they're huge. Uh, but their headquarters in Bethesda. 
He goes, hey, we need a writer. And you write. <laughs> I said, okay, you know, what would I have to do? So it started off as, you know, the doctor bios. And so I'd get, huh. the, I'd get the doctor CV and resume and I would write their bio. Um, or then it was a blog post once in a while or a press release. And it kind of snowballed into that. And then I was a contractor then. So I said, you know, this contractor thing is great. Mm-hmm. So that's when I told my husband, I was like, I think I just want to do this like, I want to kind of do it by myself, like so for myself, right? With kids, especially, I can work from home. Mm-hmm. We don't have to pay for daycare because that's expensive. Pretty much a whole salary in and of itself. Yeah. Which, so it doesn't make sense if you know either I stay home and don't work, or I stay home work with the kids. Um, so that's kind of how that all started, and it just eventually built into, and I met the right people along the way. My biggest client still is a huge healthcare company based in Houston. Um, So you brought, so you kept some clients from Texas. No, they weren't a client in Texas. Um, I met him through the pain Institute in Bethesda. Oh, okay. Um, It's all sort of connected and the Lord works in mysterious ways. I tell you that. Um, But it was very, it's awesome. And I've been working with them for five years they're fantastic. Um, I didn't realize that you designed the websites too. Oh, I don't I mean, anymore. You don't anymore. I don't just, anymore. Just the SEO. Just the SEO. Um, All right, so someone... for those of people that are listening <laughs> that have a website and is not doing anything, explain to them what SEO I mean, I know what it is, but explain so what SEO, SEO is. So SEO is search engine which optimization. Is <laughs> and it's how you get found online. Yeah. Um, you pretty much take what people are searching for related to your industry and interweave those key phrases or words that, you know, your audience is essentially wanting information about and you plug it into your website in a very um, organic, natural way. Um, which is why new content is always new content important too. is hugely important. You know, once Google has combed through your site and has it kind of locked into its database of millions of websites, that's how you start getting found because it can comb through and people are looking for something incredibly specific that relates to your industry. That's when they find you. Um, so I do it for, you know, big healthcare tech companies and then smaller companies like on the side here and there. Right. Um, and I don't, and I don't as much implement it anymore as I do strategies and sort of like create the plan because I think it's really important for business owners to do it themselves. Once they learn how to do it and have the tools they need to do it, it's not something that you can, it's like, it's not a one and done thing. You can't just set it and forget about it. It has to be constantly, I say that, like every six months, go back and refresh. You know, if you're, whatever keyword you are using isn't trending or isn't what people are looking for anymore, you can go back and tweak things a little bit until you find out exactly what's working for your site. But it does take a while. SEO is not an overnight thing. People are like, oh, I'm going to do this on my website. And then a month later, well, why don't I have any web traffic? (laughs) SEO is a marathon, not a sprint. I will say that over and over again. Um, It really is a long game play. You're yeah. not, it's not overnight success. A lot of people don't realize that. They, they, and it's hard. It's hard yeah. to sit back and be patient and wait, but you have to let 
Google do its thing. You have to let your website do its thing, and other in your audience kind of yeah. has to know. So I think there's you know it's a fourfold process almost. It, there's a lot that goes into it, um, but n- once you know how to do it, and you sort of have like you know your core key phrases that relate exactly to your business, um, then everything else will eventually fall into place. Yeah. But I think that's why I think it's important for business owners to know how to do it themselves. Um, you know, I'll sit down with them and we'll do strategies. We'll talk where they want to be, what their goals are, how they can Consulting. do it. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I will I will help build a strategy and coach along the way. But actually getting in the site and doing it myself isn't something that I do as much anymore of. Yeah. Well, and the good thing is with that, consulting and helping the businesses and showing them what they need to do, and I think this is where a lot of businesses are missing the boat. They're, they'll hire for certain positions, but they always forget about that. Well, what's going to get you noticed out there? You know, you're, you're, it, it, this is one of the things I always run into you know, with Harford County Living when I do the business of the week. It, it's... First thing I look for is their website. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a website, I'm I'm not. I mean, that's the yet. foundation of pretty much any business. Yeah, really. I think well, I just read it the other day. I think eighty percent of business comes from website traffic mm-hmm. now. That's where people are looking. People are looking online first. I mean, think about it. When you want to go out to eat somewhere, what do you do? You pull up your phone. You look up restaurants. Yep. If they don't have a website to look at a menu or anything. I'm not going. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, I got into an argument with the restaurant about this. <laughs> boutiques and, you know, any kind of local store, especially local stores, yes. you know, it, it can be daunting and can be hard to run maintain a website when you're doing a whole brick and mortar store. But even just having an online presence is huge. You'll get more, more, You'll get more traffic. traffic and just more recognition. Yep. Um, and I know that, I know that's, it's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people who maybe they have a website that's 10 years old and they haven't touched it since they made it. Um, but you I'm know, guilty ref- of that with one of mine. Maybe <laughs> but two. refreshing and you don't have to re, you know, rebuild everything. Yeah. But just kind of going through and refreshing photos and keeping things up to date and modern like that just few little tweaks here and there is enough to really help it get noticed. Well, I mean, how many times have you been to a website and people will say, oh, 25 years in business, and that was updated 30, 35, 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, and I I know it's frustrating for me. One of the things I cannot stand is to go to a website and you can't find anything, but you go to their Facebook page, everything's on there. Except for, like, if it's a restaurant, a menu, well, I want to order online. I had a restaurant, this is a couple years ago, and they still haven't done anything. <laughs> um, I called them up. I said, I need an updated. Can you send me your updated menu? I said, I can't find it online. You know what their response was? It's not online. They would fax it to me. 
Oh, no. I said, I'm sorry. You would what? <laughs> we could fax it to you. I said, I don't have a fax machine. I don't have a fax anymore. I mean, come on. Seriously? Oh, wow. Can you beep it to me? <laughs> right. Page me. <laughs> but I, I, is that frustrating for you when you go to a website and you see that it's not updated, that it's... Yes and no. I especially know local businesses. Local businesses, I think it's even more important. Yeah. Um, and honestly, they it doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be built into the site anymore. There are so many places, and they're bigger places now. Mm-hmm. You can download a PDF of the menu. Yeah. It's so easy. When you're designing the menu, you have the design of it. Save it as a PDF. Drop the link on your website. I don't think it has to be, like, interactive on the website, you mm-hmm. know, where if you want to change out one seasonal item, you have to go in and manually update the whole website. Something I want to add something to that too. That's important, but I think what business, especially restaurants, also need to do because you're seeing more and more restaurants using Grubhub, DoorDash, and yeah. all that. And all they're doing is putting the link on their website to that, which is taking them to the menu there. You still need to have your menu on your website. I, I Not everybody's going to order delivery. Yeah, I think it's important to have it on your website, even if you do rely on DoorDash or Grubhub yeah. or you know, any sort of like online ordering thing. Um, because people are still going to want to come into the restaurant to mm-hmm. eat. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I know COVID really, really threw a wrench in a lot of restaurants' mm. plans, and so a lot of them did go strictly delivery or carry out and that was because i had to yeah but i mean you have to look at restaurants that thrived during covid how they did thought they do outside it? of the box how did they do it and most of them have their menu online yeah whether they order or not you still have it somewhere visible oh you have to otherwise you're going to fail and you yeah. definitely don't want to fail it, just having it accessible is really important so any businesses out there local especially if they need help with SEO, tell them how to get in touch with you. Um, you can email me. You can fax me. You can page me. <laughs> fax me. God. No, I don't have a fax machine. What is this? 1990? <laughs> my beeper number is. <laughs> right. You can page me here. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> so my website <laughs> is kellyman.com. <laughs> um, and you can, there are contact forms there. You can pretty much get in touch with me anywhere on Instagram. I'm very responsive. Um, yes, you are. <laughs> I did find that out. Very responsive. Um, so you can do either champagne in a sippy cup or a spoonful of strategy. I'll find it either way. Um, and that, you know, just to start a conversation and then we'll go from there with, you know, phone numbers and email and all of that. Right. But yeah, it's. It's not that hard. <laughs> so when the girls get older mm-hmm. and the sippy cups are gone, please tell me you're still going to keep champagne in a sippy cup Yeah, that's cup not going. going anywhere. Okay. So, and keep the same name. Only because it's funny um, how many people don't know my actual name and only know me as, oh, you're champagne in a sippy cup. <laughs> so, and you know, it's funny. And even the girls – think it's hilarious now because, you know, we'll be at the grocery store or we'll be like... Look, it's a little sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, and it's, her mother champagne. Or someone will oh, that doesn't sound right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or someone will come up 
to us while we're you know at the coffee shop. He's like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. Your champagne and sippy cup, right? I'm like, yeah. Hi. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm like the most awkward person to meet in person when that happens because I'm like, thank you and hi. Like, what's your name? Because, you know, I don't – they follow me. I right. might follow them back. I Especially locally. I follow so many people yeah. locally that I don't know if I follow them or not. So I'm not going to be like, oh, me too. <laughs> and what's even more embarrassing, at least it is for me, when people come up and, you know, recognize you right away hey you know kelly how you doing rich how you doing whatever and you're like oh good how are you and you have no clue who they are but you're friends with them on social media i know and i it's like i feel like that's becoming so so common now yeah just because so many people are on social media and you find a friend through a friend or maybe you met them five years ago at some sort of event somewhere and you became friends on Facebook and you haven't talked to them since. Yeah. You know, so it it's almost a comical aspect of like the social side of things. You know, there's just so much um, like personal interaction that gets like left out. Yeah. Well, it's one of the it's things funny. my brother-in-law or, or my brother-in-law and even my wife brought up to me. They're like, why do you have so many friends on social media? <laughs> I was like, I'm mainly on there for my business. Exactly. And a lot of people on their own businesses. What? It's networking. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a social network. I mean, that's really like. It's the way it was originally designed. It, well, yeah, that was, you know, that was the whole thought behind it. And so I still think, you know, using social media for networking is one of its, like, biggest perks. Yeah. I know. Well, I look connect, at LinkedIn. It, yeah. I look at Instagram and I connect with business owners all the time. And it's awesome. You know, we talk about everything and usually it's not business strategy related it's more of like do you want to work together or do you think that we could or are we right. fit and so like, then you learn about other people but then they're in your network um there was a there was a boutique i went to in south carolina one time and like i followed them and then they followed me back i got talking to the owner Two months later, one of my girlfriends was going down to South Carolina. She goes, oh, I'm looking for something. I'm like, oh, go into this store. Mm -hmm. and, and so, I, you know, it's, you learn, like, where to refer people. And, like, you know, you have the people that you know. Be like, oh, follow them. They're, this woman's really great. You can be, you know, name drop, whatever yeah. the case is. Like, that's how, that's how it used to be. That's how connections are made. It all used to be word of mouth. I still, yeah. think, I still think that word of mouth is, you know, the best way to go. But you learn about people through social media. I was going to say, and social media technically is the new word of mouth. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's. I've had somebody ask me that before. Why do you name drop? It's like, if I can refer somebody, I'm going to. Why not? It, it just it makes sense to me. If I can help somebody else, I'm yeah. going to do it. It's, I don't know. So do you actually ever do any classes on Social media on Instagram? Uh, not, I'm, I don't mean on Instagram. In other words, do a class in person teaching people about it. So it's actually really funny that you mentioned that. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> I, Rich, I'm really here to give you a class. <laughs> here to school you on. Yes. Um, I am hosting a, I'm teaching an SEO class for small businesses through the Downtown Bel Air Alliance at the end of this month. Really? Yes. Ah. Okay, this won't be aired by then. So are you going to be doing it again, though? Hopefully, um, I would like to. I would really, really love to, because the one I'm doing the end of this month, March, mm -hmm. is virtual. 
Um, okay. It, that w- makes it more accessible for business owners. They yeah. can watch it from work. You know, like the shop You know, in a way, it kind of makes sense, too. It does. But being in person, I just feel like I can connect more. I would love to do in-person workshops. Yeah. I don't call it a class. I don't think it's a class. It's more of a workshop. Yeah. Because, you know, there's things that... Like, I want people to do while we're all sitting there together. Like, I have worksheets. (laughs) I come prepared. But, you know, there's things to think about. There's, like, ways to brainstorm that in person you can bounce ideas off of other people. And it makes it so – like, it's very community-centered. I've done a few virtual classes. um, But in person would be, you know, sort of the The next step. Yeah, that would be – I would really love to do Some place where there's Wi-Fi and everybody can bring their tablets or laptops. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, where everybody can just kind of sit around and brainstorm and talk about this. And, you know, how does it relate to one industry from another? You know, have Mm -hmm. people from every industry. Bel Air has it all. So, you know, there's so many. And I would would keep it local just because I know – the local people and that's the, I think that's starting local and with local SEO is most important right now. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And unfortunately more local businesses need to know that because they're not using it properly or not using it at all. And you don't, and a lot of people don't even realize that even if you don't have a website that is shoppable or even something that is, updated constantly Mm -hmm. um you can still do a lot with local seo that's not even attached to your website yeah and it's just it's just implementing that i mean you can use seo on social media now instagram is like its own little search engine podcasting seo is a big thing a lot of people don't realize that local like local listings like google and yelp or wherever like people find your business Mm -hmm. having having the right keywords and having it optimized on there is crazy important. Oh yeah. There's so many little nuances to it that, you know, getting in really talking with people sitting down, like with them in the same room Mm -hmm. really does go a long way. Well, cause we mentioned, or I mentioned about doing a round table with Krista and Amanda, but that was on something else, but they do, they have their own websites, right? Mm -hmm. So, which is something we could discuss then too. Yeah. Just yeah, Julia just launched hers, and it's beautiful. Oh, I know. Did you design it? No, I did not. Okay. We had chatted, just sort of brainstormed ideas a little bit um, when when she was really like, I need to get all everything under one roof. Right. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but you got this. Um, <laughs> no, she, she really did. She knew what she needed to do, and we kind of just chatted about, in general, like how to how to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, her website's beautiful. I mean, Krista has... Her business is a well-oiled machine at this point. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, their their websites are both really really great. And you didn't do them? I don't do websites anymore. Oh no, but still, you could have just said. You know, <laughs> Kelly, you have anything to add? I don't think so. This was a lot of fun. Oh, I told you. I'll wait till you bring your daughter I was on. Say, we'll do it. We'll do it again another time. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I I I think that'd be a blast. I, I mean, I've had kids on before. Actually, it was fun because I did one for Veterans Day, and I had, at the time, one of our Leos, and she was in ninth or 10th grade. I can't remember. So I turned the microphone over to her, 
And she, it was like four of us, and she interviewed us. That's awesome. And she had a blast. Yeah. But to have, kids can say the darnest things. And, and they're so candid. Like, it is not like a premeditated thing. They're just, yeah. oh, it's awesome. And the thing is, that's one of the reasons I, with with this podcast, because when you do a podcast, you got to check if there's explicit language. Sure. With this one, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I. There are a couple podcasts where I had to use the beep in there. <laughs> Not from me. It was from my guest. But I wanted to where kids can listen. It's and family friendly. I mean, yeah. Hartford County living, it is, I feel like Hartford County is so family oriented. Oh, God, yes. There's so many things for like that are focused on the kids that that's what's important. Keeping it clean for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Well, Kelly, thanks again. And anytime you want to come back, the door is open. Oh, don't tell me that. I'll, I'll be a regular. <laughs> I want to thank Kelly for coming on this episode. And if you need her assistance, if you're looking for some content creation, some SEO, give her a holler. If you want to sit down and have champagne from a sippy cup, give her a call as well. Uh, but no, seriously, I want to thank Kelly. And um, I think you're going to hear her on some more episodes. So stay tuned for that. As far as a recommended podcast, well, of course, I had to find something that deals with champagne, which was very hard. However, I did find this podcast. It's called Champagne Moments with Senta. And this young lady, she brings you empowering and uplifting conversations about their special life moments we're celebrating. Definitely a podcast worth listening to. A lot of great information in there. And, of course, I'll have a link in the show notes for it as well. I want to remind you, if you would like to come on the podcast, if there's somebody that you would like me to have on the podcast or something you just want me to have a conversation about, email me at rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. I will get you on. Uh, if you want me to have somebody else on, I will contact them and try to get them on. If you just want me and my co-host to have a discussion about something, we will do that as well. So, again, email me at rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so. It's easy to do. Go to conversationswithrichbennett.com. You'll see the subscription thing there. You can actually subscribe by email on Apple Podcasts. There's so many different ways. And the good thing is, too, if you subscribe, you're already entered into any contest or giveaways that I do in the future. And I want to give a special thank you to my co-host and to all my sponsors and of course all of you that listen it's because of you that i got news that the podcast is in the top 50 in the arts category and business category for independent podcasts and that's through good pods good pods is an app that a lot of people listen to their podcast on so if you don't have the Good Pods app, definitely get it. It's worth it. But I want to thank you all because, like I said, the podcast is in the top 50. And that's not just here in Maryland. No, that's worldwide. I want to thank you all because if it wasn't for all of you and my sponsors and, of course, my co-host and my guest, then I want to be you know, in the top 50. So thank you again. My name is Rich Bennett. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for joining the conversation.